This is the You Belong Podcast, a podcast for all photographers where we throw out competition in comparison and instead embrace community and growth. We have the ability to learn from each other, and this podcast does just that. I'm Allison Hatch. Join us each episode because you belong. Okay, welcome to the You Belong Podcast. Today I have on Leah O'Connell. She is a family photographer out based out of Charlotte, Virginia. She is a mom of three kids. She just had a tiny little new one. I can't believe she's like back at work already doing this. If you like get on her story, she usually has a baby, like baby feet that she's nursing while she's doing her story is quite impressive. Anyway, um, she has recently been in Click Magazine talking about in-home lifestyle shoots. She has all um, an amazing Facebook group. If you guys really should join it, she has tons of information to share about marketing and simplifying your systems. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So Leah, thank you so much for being on today. Salison, it's so fun finally meeting you. Yeah, days. you too. Yeah, it is. It's really good to meet you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, why don't we dive in first to why you're doing photography What's your why? And then we'll get into your workflow launch pad and marketing and things like that. Yeah. Um, photography has been, it's really funny how it evolves. I think for most people mm-hmm. who are really passionate about the art itself, it kind of finds its way through all different seasons of your life in different ways. Because wow. my very first, one of my very first jobs in high school when I was 16 was working at a, a portrait studio in the mall. And then in college, I worked at like a Sears portrait studio. Um, so because I just love the art, I loved like the act of photographing people, but I didn't really know why yet. Um, so I learned a lot <laughs> through those experiences, <laughs> a lot of the things that I didn't love about the way people were being photographed as families in that like era <laughs> and what people kind of leaned towards. But I learned a lot about technicality too. We were still... Sh- I learned on film there and learned a lot about posing and sales because back then it was like you would be photographed and then the family would go walk around the mall and then you'd come back and you'd buy a package. And like, so I learned that's like the basis of my um, photography sales knowledge. (laughs) But like, as I kind of got out of that, I got married and my husband and I actually moved to Hawaii for a few years and I started shadowing a photographer, a local photographer who I met on top of a mountain, interestingly enough. (laughs) And we, I just fell in love with the entrepreneurship side of photography. I didn't even know that that was a career that existed, (laughs) that you could do that. Like, that it was something that people made a living from. And I just became obsessed, obsessed with that idea. (laughs) And learning how to be a family photographer and develop a business that was sustainable has been the last 10 years (laughs) of my life. And um, it's something that I adore just because as my own family has grown, I, I notice a really fine connection with the people who I want to shoot with and the people who I attract and who are attracted to my work. Everything in my life pours into my art and vice versa. So to be able to 
kind of weave those worlds together is a deep part of my why and why I continue to seek and love the work that I do because it is so connected and intertwined. I, most photographers, I think would answer that the same way. Like (laughs) being a photographer isn't like a nine to five job where you go and you clock and you do your work and you clock out and you forget all about it. It's like you, it's a piece of you. We're as artists, it's our lives. It's our, how we see things. It's our feelings. It's our thoughts, our emotions. And it's, it's everything. And that I think can be really hard to market. I think that's why a lot of (laughs) photographers, I'm one of them have a hard time marketing is because it's like, well, this is a part of me. And what if I'm rejected? And I don't really know how to go about this. Isn't it like spammy and blah, blah, blah. But you seem to have gotten a great grasp on that. Tell us about how you've been working since that's what you liked so much about it. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell us more about that. Oh, I think that it took me a long time to figure out when you're starting out, you like want to want people to trust you. You want people to believe that you can deliver for them. But we forget the missing piece is that like people like who they connect with. And if you're not being true to yourself and you're not just showing up and being imperfect, then you're going to attract people who are the opposite of what you're trying to do. You know, I don't know like if that makes sense, but like for me, it was a huge disconnect. Like I, um, I kept like using this language that felt so polished and felt so official. And when I started kind of rubbing the edges off of that, it's like sandpaper. <laughs> like that's not how I interact with my clients when they show up to me at a session. So why was I showing up online or in my newsletter or whatever, like in, in that way? So when I kind of allowed myself to be a little rougher around the edges, a little bit more truthful, <laughs> a little bit more raw with people, I allowed them to see my humor, allowed them to see my sentiment and actually spoke about those things. The, it started to come back to me. And that is like, I heard Rachel Larson Weaver say recently, this is, this quote is like, I love, obsessed with She's amazing. <laughs> she said, yeah. She said like the best uh, marketing you have is to make amazing images and be excited about sharing them. And that's like, when she said it, I was like, yes, that's exactly that's exactly what it is. You have to be excited about what you're sharing and you have to believe in it. You have to be so confident in it. And if you haven't gotten to that point yet, you're, you don't, you're not even talking about sales. You're talking about confidence and finding your style and finding your purpose and finding the consistency in your work and all of those things. Like all of that has to come before the sales part. Because once you have all of that kind of together, the sales just flow, like it just outpours because you're excited and thriving and people see that energy. Yeah, it's, I've heard that many times that you need to show up the way you are online, but it's so hard as photographers, we're used to that perfect look, right? We're after this and everybody's look is different. Everybody's style is different. But we want things to look beautiful all the time, right? (laughs) And so we expect ourselves to look, quote unquote, beautiful, whether that's, you know, emotionally, our words, or, 
you know, physically, if we're showing up for stories and, and all these things, we want it to be beautiful, but you can't connect with that. Like every good villain in a story has to have some sort of weakness. So you connect with them or you just, or you don't, you're not invested in it as much. And the same with the hero, the hero has to have some sort of flaw for us to connect with them. Cause as humans, we're all flawed and we want to be able to connect to somebody in a real way. And we have to do that by being ourselves online, which is hard. It's really yeah. hard. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely, it's like, it's as artists though, like it's, it's our job. Like we, if mm -hmm. we expect that of our clients in front of the camera, can you imagine, like, just think for a second what your clients are feeling like when the stranger, if you haven't been showing your face or you have like a stranger shows up to your home and then points a camera at you and is telling you to do all this stuff as a client, you're going to be so overwhelmed and intimidated. There's no way you're going to open up to them in a yeah. like raw fashion. So we have to go first. And that is the job of the artist. I think that gets skipped because it is the hardest work is that, that digging into the why and that digging into the raising of our hands to say, like, I'm going to do what I love. I'm going to show what I love. I'm going to be unapologetic about whatever qualities I bring to the table because we have to go first. Otherwise, we're never going to see the people, the people who we photograph are never going to show us that part of themselves either. And it just becomes a vicious cycle, right? <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's so true. We have to go first. We have to show the way and be like, yes, you can. You can open up. You can be yeah. real with me. Here I am being it for you. I love that. That's a great idea. Going first. All right. Um, so tell us more about all of these different, you have all of these amazing things in place for your business. And I know mm -hmm. that you are out there totally ready to share that with everyone. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that and your Facebook group and that whole world? <laughs> the little education piece yes. of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to school originally to be a teacher. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a middle school English teacher. So bringing this full circle is kind of a really fun moment for me in my career. And I've, I worked so hard to bring the business side of my photography business into a, a sustainable place and build systems around it that allow me to work less and provide a really awesome experience for my clients. I'm all about simplicity. I'm all about just being like clear and concise with my clients and their materials and things like that. But it takes a lot of work to simplify things. So that's the work that I'd been doing for so long. And then people kept asking me like how I ran my operations, how I did this virtual sales process that I do and um, just experience like working with families for as many years as I've been doing it. So when I started having these conversations with people about it, I kind of saw this gap for education that really helps people foundationally dig into like building things that are flexible. <laughs> a lot of, I mean, a lot of times we hear the word systems and flexible and we think they, there's no way that those things can go hand in hand, but they have to because our lives require it. And if you build a system that is so structured and so like in a box, it doesn't work for families, it, for family photographers. 
mainly because the timelines are all different. The, the family needs are and requirements are different. And the workflow launchpad is the course that kind of came from the fruit of like developing all of these materials and resources and tools that I had to offer family photographers. It basically just helps build those systems foundationally from like how to manage your time, how to set up your CRM, how to um, apply email templates, how to, and not just like the words to say and the like, do this and you'll be successful. It's like, here's the thought behind it. Here's the um, why this building block works. And here's how you can tweak it if this is your use case, or that is the way that you uh, like to communicate with families by phone or by email. Like, I've kind of pulled those resources together so that people can have the whole puzzle. <laughs> you know, it's so like, there's so many tools out there in the education space now for people to like, pull from all of these different things. But then we look at the puzzle that we've built and it's just this giant hodgepodge of miscellaneous like things that don't actually fit together. And it's a lot harder to untangle. So what I really love doing is helping photographers, first of all, just like map out what is happening in their business. Like, what am I actually doing here? And then how can we simplify it? How can we make it work better for you? So you're not, you know, doing all of this work that really doesn't even need to be done and setting yourself up. Like that's how I was. I mean, I I'm just coming off of maternity leave right now. <laughs> and like you mentioned before, and the only reason that I've been able to do it is because my systems have been running the whole time for me. Like it, I work 10 hours a week on my photography business and have a full schedule. It's a different approach. And it's, I don't think people always see that that's available to them. So I get really excited whenever I'm able to help people like discover that door. So we talked a lot about that in the Facebook group and in mentoring and things like that, people trying to kind of untangle those systems and find what works best for them. So from like start to finish, you help them set up what needs to be there and like you said, it's not the words because you've got to still put your your personality, your character flaws, like we were talking about earlier, into your work so it actually connects with your client. But it's true. There's so much out there. It's overwhelming, especially if you're first starting out and it's like, well, I should be doing this and I should be doing this and oh, I have to now I have to do this. And it's like... I can't do this all. Like, this is just way, way, way too much. And it's true. You could overdo this photography thing big time. And I love that you have that in place to help people figure out what's the right thing for them and then set it up for them um, so you don't have to be working so hard. Right. And I mean, the it's not like I'm going in and like setting up your workflow for you. It's like showing you that's the course is that's why it's called a launch pad, because I just feel like people need somewhere to start. We need like a, a foundation. <laughs> we need to understand the start for finish of like, here's what I have in mind for my client experience. Here's what's needed. And here's a place to start. And now here's how I can tweak it. It's like a boom, boom, mm -hmm. boom. <laughs> like we need yeah. to, a lot of times people are just like, so overwhelmed that they don't know what's wrong and how to then how to fix it is just like I can't even get there yet because 
I don't even know where to start. So mm-hmm. the launch pad is just like, here's what I'm doing that's working. And here are some other ways that you can tweak it. And here's what it actually looks like inside a working system. And here's what I actually send my clients. And here's the words I actually use for them. And here's how you can take that and make it your own. It's true. And like other, what works for some people doesn't work for others. I've tried a lot of different things in my business. I've been doing this for not as long as you, but I've been doing it a while. And um, some things just don't work. Like you try it out, doesn't work, and you move on to something else. And I love that you have not just all of it completely. Like if you do this, then you'll be successful. Like you were saying before, that never works, by the way. And I talked about this on my (laughs) podcast before. This never works, people out there. You've got to do your thing. But um, to where to start to make it work for you in the long yeah. run. I love that. That's really cool. So in your Facebook group, which I think is amazing, first of all, can I give you like serious kudos for oh, having anything on Facebook be successful as a photographer? <laughs> that place is so difficult to navigate as a photographer. I feel like it used to be a really great place to connect with people. Um, but it just seems to be falling off for a lot of people. And you have a really great group of people that are interactive and they want to be there. And that is a huge testament to how great you are at marketing and how well you're doing there. But um, why don't you tell us about your marketing? I know that you do some of that. Do you want to give us a little bit of a sneak peek into some of your marketing stuff? Really what I'm seeing from people right now is that there's there's like three main problem areas of around marketing. Um, and that's not being able to find clients who align with your style, cost, and reach. So along with the style, the main thing that I, you know, hear is that people are saying things like, nobody wants lifestyle sessions, nobody wants in-home sessions, everyone wants studio or everyone wants outdoor or everyone, whatever, fill in the blank for whatever your area might be. I think that that is so easy to uh, get swirled up in because when things are slow, we start looking out to what's everybody else doing, what's working, what's, mm-hmm. um, what, are, what is that person doing and booking? And maybe I should try that. And if they're doing it and it's booking, then I should get bookings from that too. And, and that's just not true because again, like if it's not you, you're not going to attract the people who align with that. They're going to be confused. Like, why are you offering that? Why are you slashing prices? It just, it feels shady. So like I had one person saying like everyone in my area has client closets and everyone in my area, like nobody wants to, that's not my style. Like, what am I supposed to do? Um, these are just really common problems right, that we have to kind of work around. And I just like to tell people that like your job is not to convince anyone that your style is for them. You just show up with the biggest like flaming heart for what you're doing and people see it and it takes time. <laughs> it takes people like, don't talk about that, you know, that like to build a sustainable business, like sustainable, <laughs> it's time. It's not like a quick fix. And we, we see like you could do those quick 
prices slash $50 session type things. But that's not going to help you in the long run. And if you see somebody else doing that and you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes, right? So um, I just, I just feel like this advice of like following your own passions and being on fire about them, there's, it, it goes so far. It goes so far. You got to own, own your piece, own your approach, your niche, your like whatever it is, because if you're not, then nobody else is going to either. (laughs) Nobody else is, is gonna, gonna see it if you don't. Yeah. We have only a couple more minutes, but I would love to talk about, you came to that conclusion niche. Like we got to just, you know, stick with your niche and don't do what other people are doing. Why don't you do in-home lifestyle shoots? And Mm -hmm. that can be a challenge. I I have walked into houses before and been like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do here? Like there's nothing. There's no light. There's a mess everywhere. Like, and you just recently did an article for Click Magazine about Mm -hmm. dealing with in-home sessions and how they can be a challenge and how that you work with that. What is it like working with in-home? Can you give us some tips and things for that? Yeah. I, it's so funny that you said that because I used to feel like that too. Like, Oh gosh, (laughs) what am I going to do here? But now I'm so excited when I walk into a house and I'm like, Oh goody, this is going to be a challenge. Like that's like, I just did a class also with the Milky Way, um, program that was like all about let's take a really difficult situation and show you how to handle it because not all homes are you know architecturally lovely and bright and open and the wind like barely any homes that I shoot in are like that um and I think we get really hung up on trying to like control the environment um but really like seeing every obstacle, the mess, the lighting, whatever, as an opportunity to force you into doing something unique. It's that that's going to bring like, again, like awareness, excitement, something different, something edgy. Like you don't find that if you're just doing the same thing and every house looks the same and every, like if you took me to a beautiful open, like mansion with gorgeous pools and and then you took me next door to like a ho- like a one story like funky house with like all kinds of borrowed furniture and stuff I'd go for the second one every time every time because it's unique it's different so we just we have to embrace like the variety available to us there is always always a way to shoot in a house if you have a window, if you have an outdoors, it might, maybe it's in front of a front door. Um, when I started seeing homes more holistically rather than like, okay, here's an in-home shoot. We shoot on the master bed and we shoot on the couch and we shoot on like, well, I don't know. That's like, those are like the go-tos, right? <laughs> the master bed. And yes, you can shoot there, but you can also shoot in a hallway. You can shoot on top of a kitchen counter. You can shoot in a windowsill. You can shoot in a laundry room. You can shoot like when you see, you can walk through a house and see there's more available to you here. It's like a beautiful platter of opportunity instead of that, like, again, desperation feeling of like, I have to make photos that look like that, whatever that is in your head. And instead be like, Ooh, 
what if I make photos that remind me of my kid was sitting on the kitchen counter this morning when we were making pancakes and it was so adorable and he was licking the spoon and let's go there. Let's take that inspiration from my personal life and like throw some kids on top of the counter and like think outside the box a little bit more. That's where I feel like in-home lifestyle sessions can really shine as um, a unique like aside from outdoor or anything like even lifestyle newborn or anything like that. Like you have an opportunity to use more, more at your disposal than at the constricted feeling that I think a lot of people often get. Yes. Very few of us own beautifully perfect homes that are <laughs> like have, you know, 15 foot ceilings and floor to ceiling windows and all the most gorgeous light and are decorated to the hilt and have <laughs> zero clutter whatsoever. Right. Um, cause that's not realistic at all. And it is difficult to change your mindset that I need that environment to create beautiful work, but having those constraints just force you to flex your creativity muscles and, yeah. and it, it's, it's fun. I can see how you look at it as fun. I love that. Like changing it to be like, oh, no, I do. I like it. Like changing it to like be a game. Um, something like, you know, this is a challenge and I, I appreciate a challenge. That's really a great way of looking at it. So, um, we're about out of time. Leah, this has been so much fun. Why don't you tell us about where we get, where everyone can find you? I know you have a lot of stuff that you're offering. Why don't you just quickly give us the rundown of that and everybody, this will all be in the show notes as well. So you can get direct links. Sure. Yeah. You can find me. I'm on Instagram, fireflyphoto underscore Leah. My business is Firefly Photography. So if you search for that, my website is lofirefly.com and I have my offerings for education, for the course, for the Facebook group. Those are kind of little places that you can find me and connect with me. And I'd love to connect with you. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I really appreciate being on. The You Belong podcast is an extension of Photo Native. Photo Native is a three-day educational experience. This year, it's going to be in Fort Worth, Texas, February 26th through the 28th.